Well, hello there and welcome to Parenting Uncovered. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And you guys, we have some dear friends on the podcast today who are just full of wisdom, right, sweetie? Like we admire them so much. And you guys, if you listen to the Naked Marriage podcast and follow Exo Marriage, are very familiar with them. But those of you who are new to Parenting Uncovered and maybe the whole Exo Marriage family, they may be new to you. And I'm so excited that that they're going to hear from them. Yes. Yeah. I'm super excited. One of the, the main reasons I wanted to do this this whole podcast in the first place is an opportunity to interview people that we admire and have learned from and want to learn more from and then want to help share their wisdom with others. And yes. our friends, Luis and Kristen Roman, certainly fit that criteria. Luis and Kristen are pastors. They are authors. They are uh, podcasters. They host uh, Exito en la Familia on the Exo Network. They've been TV ministry superstars in internationally and um, and are two of the most just uh, down to earth and lovely people you'll ever meet and they have three grown sons who all still like to hang out with them and I want to know how how to do that because yes. our sons get to that age and they're great young men like yeah. they're just awesome fine young men so this family's yeah. uh you know they're uh it's a bilingual family they're they're reaching people in the English speaking world and the Spanish speaking world and uh, they're also two of our most fashionable friends. They are always just, it's on point every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, always looking sharp. If you're watching on YouTube, you see this. And, and they're a very lovely couple. And even though like they're older and wiser, they both look younger than me somehow. Oh like, my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, look, yeah, muy joven. I don't oh know. I don't know gosh. what the secret is. Muy joven. But we're going to talk about all that and more. Luis and Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Yes, welcome, you guys. Yes. Hola, amigos. ¿Cómo están? Hola, hola. Bien, bien. Gracias. This is, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is not a Spanish podcast, so I get it. But I just wanted to say hello to everyone. And we're excited yes. to be here with you guys. I mean, this is super, super great. And we are happy and honored to be a part of this podcast. Yeah, and it's super exciting also to be talking about a different topic. Right? I know. Uh, I know. We collaborate on marriage, and that's awesome. But what a great opportunity! Awesome. And I, I want to say something before we start. I mean, like, I love you uh, uh, guys. The the way that that you do this, like jumping from one topic to another, but full on. I mean, like, you just laughed and said, you know, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this parenting thing, <laughs> and uh, uh, you have this amazing voice also. And um, it's been great to to share different opportunities mm -hmm. uh, with you guys through EXO and uh, it's just been great and I've seen how um, willing you always are to say you know we're going to bring more to the people that we talk to and uh, so I congratulate you for yeah. doing this. Thank you. Wow thank you thank for you. saying that. You all, and, and you know, Kristen, as you were, what we were saying, it, it's good to talk about something different. What a lot of our mm -hmm. listeners and those watching don't know is you and I, and actually I know that you, you and Luis have, have talked about this too, that it's, you know, we talk about parenting all the time, like in the green room. Oh yeah. Guys, yeah. We're hanging like, out. We're often yes. trying, we're asking you questions. And I mean, even recently, Kristen, as moms, we were all talking back in the green room, a lot of us, different speakers and podcasters. And so I'm just so excited to bring some of those conversations yes. for others to hear because you know, throughout the years that we've known you, I've learned so much from you um, as mm -hmm. as people who are a little further ahead in, in your marriage and parenting journey than us. And one thing we always talk about um, through the Naked Marriage Podcast, through EXO, and any time we can talk about this, we always tell people that it's good to have mentors, you know, people, yeah. mentors mm -hmm. and friends that you can talk to and bounce ideas off of and learn from who are, you know, a little further ahead. And you guys have been that for us. And I know, you know, right now we have kids ranging in ages, four boys from eight to 18. And um, remind me the ages of, of your grown 
your, your grown men that you guys have raised? Yeah. So it's 24, 26 and 30. Yes. So you guys have adult children. So you're a little further ahead than us. And you know, one thing that Dave and I, like it's a high value that we, we know you also value and have done is that we want our kids to always come, come back home and want to be around us and, and be present in their lives. Mm -hmm. And like, we have seen that you guys have done that. Like your kids not only are around you a lot and enjoy your company, but they also work alongside you with what you guys do. And um, how would you say in, in the years of raising them, what were some things that you all did to help to cultivate that, to help to lead to where you are now? Well, I, I'll, I mean, I can say a couple of things that come to mind, but uh, one of them is uh, just consistency, to be consistent in uh, living life with them and just an honesty. I think those are the two big factors that for me, uh, when I look back and people have asked us, well, what, what do you guys did or something? And it's not that we have a perfect family at all because we're not, but that's what make it uh, different because we have been consistent in the principles that we have learned about uh, parenting and about family. And it's always coming back, coming back to the basics. And if we have done something wrong, or if we have, uh, so we do celebrate the, the wins, we uh, we repent for the bad, we we cry together, we we laugh together, and we just being honest. So I think the consistency of being real at home, as we are at church and anywhere else, that has yes. been a big big factor mm-hmm. for boys. When and this is something that we ha- we have asked them. So what is what is what, what has been good for you guys? And and yeah. it's just that you keep, you guys keep it real. And I think uh, so many parents today. They have like uh, a different way of treating their kids, the way they treat others or pretend something. And and kids can smell that when you're really being honest Mm -hmm. and and real as as a person, not just as a parent. Those are the things I think. I'd say also keeping things in the right order. Mm -hmm. um, It really makes a difference, like uh, not rushing into, oh, we just want to be best friends and we're all going to hang out and have so much fun together. And that's part of parenting. But you have to you have to keep things um, first. First things first. That's what I would say. First Mm -hmm. things first is establishing um, the, the line of authority, establishing respect, establishing a first time obedience uh, before mm-hmm. we can then build on that and build relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So what we've seen is many times families just they, they reverse the order. So when the kids are little and cute and everything's fun, they there's very little discipline in the home because everything seems harmless. Right. Yeah. So oh mm-hmm. they, you know, oh they had a you know, temper tantrum. Ugh, I can I can just grab a hold of them and say, come on, I'm going to move you over here. You mm-hmm. can't do that with a 15 year old. You can't say, right. you know, oh, in the middle of your temper tantrum, I'm going to pick you up and just move you to your room. Mm-hmm. So if you don't establish um, that that line of authority and obedience when they're young, you'll never have their true um, trust in their heart, because if they can't trust you to follow through with what you said, when they were small, when you asked them to do something and you meant it, then why would they trust you later with your advice? So that's what we, we laid down obedience and respect. And then that turned into honor later. Yes. 
Oh, that's that's so good. That's so a, good. Yeah, that's a great pattern. And you're right. I think so many parents they get that flip flop. They you know ignore the discipline in the early mm-hmm. years and then and then pay for it later. So that's mm-hmm. that's great wisdom. I I'd love to to kind of rewind the clock in your story back to those early years. You know, the, the last time we interviewed you on the Naked Marriage podcast, we asked about. The start of your love story, and I love those stories about you know meeting, doing ministry together, the date nights at Taco Bell, and all, all of those fun, fun early day stories. But I want to fast forward some now to the early days of your parenting journey, mm-hmm. um, where I believe you were you were living in Mexico at that stage of life, mm-hmm. and, and I'd love to hear just what life looked like then, and then what the transition was like, you know, coming to the United States, and and you know your kids learning English and learning to, to kind of balance and respect and honor both cultures. And, and, um, yeah, I would just, anything you want to share about all that, it's just a fascinating, fascinating journey. Yeah. Well, when we moved to Mexico, I mean, um, we never thought that we were going to be there that long. We were there for 18 years, almost 19 years. And, um, I remember when Kristen fell in love with me, and she fell. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> fall in love with you. That's not the joke. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, no, but I mean, she said, "I will follow you." This is this is true. I mean, our rings have the uh, the verse of Ruth that yes. my people will be your people, and oh. your God will be my God. I will follow you wherever you go, and uh, and that's something Literally. that Kristen really <laughs> really have done, and I admire yeah. of her because even when she, when we moved to Mexico, it's not that she kept her. American just friends because there's a lot of Americans down there that she could just keep speaking English only, but she really immersed in the culture and she really embraced our culture and she became a Mexican at heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah. with our boys, it was the same. We decided to become bicultural, and yeah. uh, and what that means is that we will we will make the decision to take the best of both cultures and just remove anything that was no godly from our cultures and and we have done that and it has yeah. it has not been easy sometimes because we still keep our or grow up, I mean, the way we grew up and things like that. And sometimes it's like, where that came from? Like, it's like eating mango at night. Uh, this is something, this is a funny story. When our kids were little, um, I would come home sometimes from work and I would say, uh, and Kristen was feeding Josiah or Christopher mango uh, at night. And I was like, well, yeah, if you get to live in a tropical place, you're going to eat mango all the time. Yeah, you know, of course. Like, or, of course. Or, or water, I mean, it's not tropical, but it's, well, it's not uh, it's, super it's, tropical, it's, but mango is. Very, yeah, or very easy. Avocado and mango were yes. cheap and readily available. A watermelon, watermelon too, mm-hmm. like uh, all those fruits. Anyway, so but I grew up knowing that that's not good for you at night, mm-hmm. and you should never walk bare feet either uh, on your house. Mm-hmm. So when I will come home, my kids will be bare feet, eating and, mango, eating mango, <laughs> and I will be like. What are you doing, Kristen? And she's like, what? I'm like, no, this is wrong. They're going to get sick. And and she's like, why? I'm like, well, I don't know. My granny used to say that. You know, it's just. And she said, well, we're going to figure true. that out. And uh, so I'd be and like, was, prove it. Prove it to me. Show me the medical evidence. I know. I know. So, yes. I mean, I, I was like totally fine with that. I was like, okay, you're right. I don't know why we say that. But later, my mom will come visit, and she's like, "Why are they eating mango at night? You know, they're gonna get sick." <laughs> and so it's just like little funny things that we now laugh about that. Yeah, 
But in the moment, they were interesting. So I mean, like, we had uh, to figure out what, you know, what from our cultures were the keepers. And I know uh, we had an experience also at Christmas because we couldn't keep all the traditions yeah. from both cultures. It's impossible. So we had to kind of pick and choose and see what worked, you know, what worked best for us. And, you know, like the staying up on the 24th for Christmas, December 24th, I discovered that his family stays up all night. Like literally. Wow. And now that we've all gotten older, not as much, but when the kids were little and they're opening presents early. at like at three AM <laughs> and yeah. and the kids are like all like on these sugar highs because they've been eating desserts all night. So they're mm-hmm. like raring to go. And and I'm like we are passing all, out, all like the, literally. All the kids at that night and-, <laughs> and so I tried to do it for a couple years just to respect the culture and to respect his family. But I remember one year I literally in the morning had vertigo and I was like, okay, I'll just say it. I was throwing up from vertigo because oh, wow. I was so exhausted because we'd been feeling? up all night. What? Oh. Sorry, I missed that. I just said that's the worst yeah, feeling. I've had oh, that before. it is. My heart goes out to yeah, you. Yeah, that is not a Feliz Navidad. <laughs> <That's> not- <laughs> <laughs> and so I just remember saying, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, I've tried. I know the kids are having fun, but, you know, they'd be up all night, and then you have little ones, so they'd, you know, they crash, and then the baby would wake up right when you fell asleep. And I'm like, this part of the culture is not going to work for us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. So some of it was like trial and error and just picking and choosing. Uh Yeah, but one thing that I I wanted just to share really fast about more a more serious side of the story is that when uh, when we have our first born, there was is Josiah, the oldest one. Um, Mm -hmm. He was so sweet, but he always had this um, this terrible temper tensions, and uh, we were like so shocked. Temper tantrums. Yeah, Yeah. that's Mm -hmm. that's a word. Uh, anyway, so and even in the supermarket, he would just throw himself on the floor and do this. And oh, do we that. were the ones making the scene, you know, that yeah. family, the, the big scene in public. That was us all the time. I mean, it was hard to go out actually with him. I know. And we didn't know why we were like, what is this happening? Because, I mean, it, we didn't know why. So we were trying to just to calm him down through different things or whatever. But uh but then later, I mean, we figured out that that was something more than that. That it was spiritual. So, growing, uh, bringing our kids to a, a point where they can understand God, and we also need to understand God, and we need mm-hmm. to st- understand the spiritual world. And it's not just about teaching them the right things. It's like also watching out for their souls. Uh, we are guardians of our, our children, not just physically or uh, through education, but also directly in the spirit. And so we were, we start asking the Lord, "What is happening? What is this? What? What? what why?" And then Kristen had a revelation one night that that it was this. This was a curse that was passing down through generations. My dad was very violent very uh, mm. like angry, angry person and mm-hmm. uh, with me. And I remember me running away from that because I left home when I was 13. And But later when I met Kristen and I met the Lord and everything, uh, I start having these attitudes myself too, like very angry attitudes and, and just not being nice to Kristen. And I remember going into the bathroom and saying, God, what is, what is this happening to me? And I felt the Lord said, you need to be delivered. You need to be delivered from this curse of 
of aggression and, and rejection and all this. So we, I went through that. I called my pastor. They prayed for me. I even manifested. I remember, like, I was like, who am I? You know what I mean? But this was this oppression that was over me. So that fast forward, then we saw that, I mean, the Lord re- revealed to us that that was happening to Josiah too. And uh, I don't know if you want to tell the story because it's a fascinating story that I, I want to encourage parents that mm-hmm. not just to look into the natural only, but also to, to, to be watching over the spiritual because there are things that are happening to our children and they're not just the consequence of being good or bad parents, but also the consequence of the spiritual forces that are yes. against us and against our family. Yes. Yes. They're yes. coming to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Lord has given us the authority and the power to deliver them from evil. So I don't yeah. know if you want to say that. But Body, soul, and spirit. It's the same way when we take on anything in our personal lives. We should we should hit it on all fronts, our marriage as well, and with our children, with raising our children. And we did that because really just Josiah, our oldest, he was truly out of control. And we we got in a parenting class. That was one thing we did. We signed up and enrolled in a parenting. And he's the reason actually that we we started our ministry, Success in the Family, Exit in la Familia. We started teaching parenting more than marriage. And then it's kind of evolved over the years, but it was parenting. So we we began to train ourselves in parenting and, and discipline and all the natural things. But then the Lord also showed us it's more than that. There was a spiritual stronghold in the family that had to be broken. So then we took it on uh, spiritually as well and began to pray over him in a way that was very gentle. It wasn't scary or freaky or like exorcist sure. type of thing. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a two-year-old. And mm-hmm. so, and I, when we prayed, we would try to use words that would not frighten him or make him think he did something wrong. I, like we used big words that he wouldn't even mm-hmm. understand, uh, spiritual words coming against, you know, like I said, using the word stronghold or a spirit of, um, uh, those, that anger and rebellion at, that was, was in him. And we would pray very quietly with our tone of voice and, and gently, but with authority. And I, I believe he was delivered. You weren't even home that day. Yeah. It was really, really frightening for me because I didn't believe that a child born into a Christian home could actually have a spiritual oppression. That was just my my paradigm at the time. But then I was experiencing something different. Like what I knew in my head or thought I knew in my head was not lining up with what we were we were living. And someone had shared with me, hey, maybe it's a spiritual stronghold. Maybe he has something that that isn't, you know, that was actually passed, you know, through generations. And I'm like, I don't know about that. And then I was desperate one day and, you know, I'm like, well, I'm going to try it. You know, I'm not going to lose anything by trying. So Mm -hmm. I very quietly and gently began to bind a spirit of, Mm -hmm. of anger and rebellion over him. And what happened was actually unbelievable. But he got 10 times worse. And I hadn't done anything in my demeanor to cause any difference. It was just the words that I was speaking. And and it it got completely out of control. And I realized he he was not himself. This this Mm -hmm. was not my son I was actually speaking to. So I pressed in just as gently, just as quietly, but with with um, a lot of authority, I pressed in and and commanded that that spirit to to leave our family and to stop oppressing my child and and it it left it left wow. to the point that i mean he just he slumped down fell into my lap began to cry wow. 
like gently. I held him. I hugged him. And from that day, he was he was different. And he was able to actually control himself because before there was no self-control. Like it was, it was, it was completely absent. And even though I would tell him, oh, you need to settle down, you need to be quiet, you know, he couldn't. It was like out of his control. And now he could. Like it was still, mm -hmm. he, he still had to be disciplined. But yeah. you know, what would you would say more normally? And, yeah. and he was able to respond to me where before it was just complete completely out of control. Um, right. So it's an incredible story, and really, and because, it changed uh, our lives. And because today, I mean, if you know Josiah, you yes. guys know him. Josiah's amazing. He, yeah, I mean, I, it's like it's hard for me to person, picture him angry. You know? yeah. 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 An amazing guy. Exactly. And, uh, he's very loving and yes. caring and, and slow to anger. So all yes. the opposite to that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I just want to, I don't know why we start talking about this because that was not what we're thinking. But I mean, I think that probably somebody uh, maybe are struggling with something, you know, mm -hmm. and they said that we have tried everything. We have tried every uh, thing that Discipline, people have taught, te yeah, technique techniques, or, attitudes, mm -hmm. whatever, but probably it's a spiritual. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just not as complicated as we think because we should, uh, the spiritual side of our lives, as, also as parents, should be so normal, you mm -hmm. know, like to pray and to, uh, yes. yeah, to use the tools that God has given us, that God has given us because our, our fight is not against uh, blood and flesh, flesh and blood, but uh, mm -hmm. against principalities that are right. against us, right? So, and Anyway, and, I just wanted to share and that. And he continued to be a strong-willed child. Yeah. Like his temperament didn't change. But then then we could actually work on his character and work mm -hmm. on all the, the skills that we learned uh, about parenting. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's that was a, a, a little that. a little thing. <laughs> we just no, I love it. No, and that's, that's a big thing. And I'm telling you, I wish that I had had people like yourselves, wise, biblically based, you know, wise, biblically based family to speak into that back in our early days. Cause we definitely had moments like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I totally get what you're saying, Kristen, about, you know, God's not going to necessarily change their personality. I mean, he made them that way for a reason, but when there are these sinister forces, you know, cause yeah. I mean, not to freak anyone out, but the enemy, it has it out for families because God created marriage. He created families. And of course, you know, there's strongholds that can, like you said, can follow us generation to generation. Right. I love if somebody wants to find more on what, what you guys are talking about, Jimmy Evans, if you guys go to YouTube, to the Exo Marriage YouTube channel, he has a great talk about what he refers to as enmities. And am I saying that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, he talks more about this and, and yeah. basically it's strongholds, things that have gone from generation to generation, like what you guys are talking about that we need to bind up and pray and, um, stand in the gap and say like, you know, Jesus is greater because we don't have to be afraid. And you guys weren't afraid, but you were like, mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I can in, in as a human being to go get parenting classes, to, to do what I can in my own, you know, kind of realm of existence. But I know that, that there's something supernatural here too. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to let God do the rest and, mm -hmm. um, and, and holding to it. And I think that there's such power in that, because I do think sometimes whatever we're facing, even if it's not, um, you know, crazy temper tantrums, it could be a lot of different things. I think sometimes as parents, we can find ourselves just desperate and mm -hmm. feeling like I don't know what to do here. And I think yes. making sure that we go to prayer 
faster than we, we tend to. Because I think sometimes we go to it as a last resort when really that's our first line of defense. And I think realizing that is huge. And you guys have empowered people today by sharing that story. And it's just so yeah, powerful. Yeah. And um, especially those with um, strong-willed, you know, maybe some toddlers that are throwing these temper tantrums. And, and, and especially, too, when they're so intense and you're, and it's clear that you can't resonate with them because that's what I hear you mm-hmm. saying, Kristen. Is right. it's like nothing was getting through yeah. um, to your child at that time that there couldn't be any kind of um, he couldn't regulate his emotions even at the yeah. level he could at that time in his life because there was this like you know there was something keeping him from that 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 stronghold that needed to be broken and so um, I just I think that's so powerful and it, it's definitely something that as parents. We need to be, we need to realize what power there is in that as believers, that we, that we can call on, you know, our savior and that he is greater than any force that comes against our family. Yeah, it's so true. And there's so much hope in that. There's mm-hmm. so much encouragement. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, yeah. I'd, I'd love to, to pivot just a little bit and talk about when, when you guys made the big move, you know, to come to the United States. Um, a lot of parents listening right now are, are maybe in a season of transition, maybe not as big a transition mm. as you went through, where you're going from one country to another, one language to another. But, you know, they're, they're in a transition where maybe they've, they've moved, they've taken on a new job, their kids are in a new school. And parenting through mm-hmm. those transitions can be so unique and yeah. so challenging. What did that look like in your family as you made such a big move? Um, how did the kids respond? What, what did that do to the family dynamic and what did you learn through that? Yeah, well, that was a huge transition, but, uh, something that I guess always helped us is that we, at home, we always, we always talk about being a tribe, that we are a tribe. We yeah. are a, yeah. a, a family unit and, uh, yeah. and, uh, the most important people in our lives is our, it's our family. And we've always got each other's back. Yeah. We, no matter yeah. what's happening in the external world. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, at that time, I mean, I was going through a specific transition myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember telling my boys, I mean, like, I think something's going to change. Uh, we're losing our, our business. Uh, things are not going to start getting rough uh, financially. And I really don't know what we're going to do. And God is going to show us what to do. That was before I, we knew that uh, that we were moving to the States. And because for us, coming to the States was more like coming to the exile, the, more than the American dream, because we were, Mexi- we were living the, the Mexican dream. Right. <laughs> you know, and we had our family and our church and our business and uh, life was good in many different ways. Yeah. And they, they love Mexico and Christian too and and so we never thought that we we're going to be transitioning to this to the United States so but when that happened when the Lord spoke to us and so I remember telling my boys and I remember uh, being very very vulnerable which I think that's another quality that parents should have with their kids and um, I remember I mean I know there's topics that At you don't right talk age, you don't yeah. talk with your kids when they're very little or something but when they know something is going on mm-hmm. you just you can just give them some information whatever is mm-hmm. healthy right but I was telling them you know this is happening, and I remember me crying and and in in our kitchen uh, uh, back there in Mexico, and uh, the three of them they came around me. I was sitting in a chair, and they said, "We love you, puppy, and 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 we we will stay with you, and whatever we have to do, we'll do." And they pray for me because uh, wow. prayer also has been a good yeah. uh, good yes. exercise in our house. So anyway, yes. so and then later the Lord gave us this a word and confirmation about coming to the States. So they were ready. They were ready. I mean, they, they missed a home. They missed yeah. uh, their friends. They missed everything. But they knew 
that God had something new for us as a family. And also, I asked them for forgiveness for that transition because I know it was hard for them. But mm-hmm. that was something that God was opening a door for us here in the States. And we didn't know what we were coming to because we had no yeah. idea exactly what was yeah. going to happen. But they were willing. And uh, so I do appreciate that from them. But uh And creating family identity was always really big with us, even when they were little. And I think that has made such a difference when we had to transition together. They knew that we were all doing it together. Like, this is who we are as a family. And as long as we're united, we're going to make it. And as long as we have each other's back, you Mm -hmm. know, there's nothing that can take us down. And obviously with the Lord with us. And so that carried into everything we did. And I think it started even when they were little with very little principles about like uh, our, your sibling, you know, your brother, your sister is your best friend. They're forever. So if you have other friends, that's great, but you're not going to reject your, your, your little brother who might right. want to come hang out for a little while. And we would try to balance it. We knew the older siblings needed time with their friends, but we would always encourage them to include their brothers, to include their siblings and not, you know, a lot of times teenagers get with their friends and they think it's funny to make fun of their, their siblings or reject them. And, and when that was never okay okay in our family. So your siblings were forever and you had to treat them respectfully. And so that translated in to making it easier when later in life we had to all transition together into this whole nother life. They really stuck by each other. Even like going into school, I'd been homeschooling. And then when we got here, they thought maybe they'd go into school. And and so the two younger ones would have gone into middle school at that time together. And they were like, well, are you, do you want to do it? I don't know. Are you going to do it? We're going to do it together. We're not going to do it if we're separate. You know, like, so it was such a, a sense of we're going to take this on together and make that decision together. I know another time um, when our youngest was starting to drive and he had gotten a, uh, a like a DoorDash kind of uh, job driving mm-hmm. and he had a little fender bender and the poor guy was trying to earn all his, you know, his summer money and have money in there in the the, the accident, all that he had earned. He had uh, a brand new BMW. Oh, a brand new oh. BMW. Oh, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough like for the insurance. It just didn't work to have that hit on a. 16 year olds insurance oh, yes. yeah. like we're oh, like yeah. no <laughs> but, and yeah. so i remember when we were talking to him well obviously his responsibility we knew he had to to pay for it but we sat down as a family and we're like oh you know what can we do and i remember his brothers and and us saying okay you know we're in a tribe we're a tribe we're, we're in this together so we're all going to pitch in to help you pay for oh, it and I his brothers that. pitched in and everybody pitched in some he still he paid the a majority of it but everybody helped you know kind of right. get through That's that 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 season in his life uh, or that moment in his life. And so that wow. that's in a kind of an example of how, you know, what we do, even if we have like, there's a need um, in the church for, mm-hmm. and, and they're asking for giving or someone, you know, someone needs to, to pay, like I said, like a medical bill or, or for a wedding or something, sometimes these things happen. And does anyone want to donate? We always sit down as a family and mm-hmm. say, hey, are, are we going to donate? How do you, what do you guys think? You, you want to pitch yeah. into this? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. We're going to, we're going to donate to this, or mm-hmm. we're going to help towards that. Yeah. And so we, we talk about it. We don't force them to give. We're going to like, we're going to give anyway, but we want to give you the opportunity. And then when we give, we usually give as a family. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is from the, the Roman family instead of this is from, you know, Luis Kristen, blah, 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 blah. Right, so um, those are just little things that that I think made it easier when we we when transitioned. We transition, yeah. And um, and yeah, I think uh, just for them was was an adventure. I think also life should be an adventure. And yes. we, we have taught our kids and ourselves like life is not fair. So uh, when I, we hear that a lot, uh, life is not fair. Well, welcome to life because right. life is not fair. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, so you're finding out the reality of what mm-hmm. is to to live in a fallen world, and yes. uh, so we we have taught that from the beginning. I mean, this is yeah. life may not be fair, but God is with us and He will take right. us through through it. So yeah. when we have hard moments and hard situations and things like that. We were like, well, this is it. I mean, but we're going to endure this together as a family, but also with the Lord's help. And we're going to do our part. And our part is to have a healthy life, a holy life, a servant-hearted life where we serve one another, when we help each other. And we just we just navigate life with the Lord, and even if it is not fair. And I think that that has helped them to understand that when we are in different position situations mm-hmm. in life, Hey, I mean, that's where it is. And uh, yeah, you mm-hmm. have it bad now, but there's people that have it worse. And there are people yeah. that have it best, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you when things are going well, hey, enjoy it, right? Yes. And just and share that. But and when they're bad, well, endure and move forward and uh, mm-hmm. and just by... Together. Yeah, together. So, like you're never alone. So I think that transition was a little bit like that. And of course, the English, I think the culture was a little... Uh, like shaking for them because even though Kristen, I mean, she was born here in the States and we, we used to come often to family and some business um, things that we used to do here. Uh, but it's never the same that li- living in, within the culture, right? And right. Uh, so one of uh, a funny story is that we were used to, to uh, the, the Latino parties or birthdays uh, uh, in Mexico when they tell you, okay, party starts at 6. Well, you get there like around 7.30 and, uh, <laughs> you know, things are just starting to roll on. And then by 12, kids are still running around. And uh, so when we got here and we were invited to somebody's birthday, I mean, some other kid, and they said, parties at 5.00. Oh, well, like, I think we'd just get it at 5.30 or something. No, well, by the time we got there, they were, like, wrapping like up over. the party. They're like, okay, <laughs> thank you for coming, you know. And, uh, and, then, and another thing is that you never so tell an, anybody. In, and I don't think it's best or worse. It's just different cultures. Uh, sure. you, you, never tell, you never tell people, okay, party is over, you know. Uh, yeah. Kind of like, okay, everybody goes home. Uh, no, you, I mean, if somebody stays there at your house until 3 in the morning, you just stay with them. You with stay them. up with you know, and wow. fit, in, wow. fit in three times if you have to. But uh, <laughs> and here is like uh, at 730, they were like, OK, well, we're wrapping up. And we're like, yeah, yeah. thanks for coming. Happened? Bye. You know? <laughs> and my kids were like, what's going on? <laughs> kicking us funny out. Things, yeah. You know, yeah, that we learned. And uh, it was uh-huh. it, that was part of the transition, trying to adapt to a different culture. And uh, yeah. and of course, the language was a, a, a big thing for me, even though I I. I, I understood uh, English better than what I spoke it. But uh, to get on the phone here and, and just listening to people and customer service and some of them with the uh, Dallas accent and um, and me, it was just hard. Kristen used to do all that. That was a big transition for us because in Mexico, I was in charge of everything kind of thing from the house. But then when mm-hmm. we moved here, I couldn't really do much. I didn't understand how things were done and I didn't understand 
people when they were talking on the phone. So Kristen took over. I don't know if you want to talk about that transition. Not really. Do I have to relive that? (laughs) It was very, very hard. It was very hard on our marriage, I think. But I think it was good for the family in general. And it just pulled us even tighter together. And um, if I can just touch on something, it kind of going maybe to a little topic, a little different, but honor. When I said that at one point, it just jumped out at me. And I think that's what made the difference as my, as our kids have gotten older, like the honor was always there. So it wasn't hard for them as they became adults to continue to honor us because family honor was something that we developed even between them. Like I said, with your siblings, you're not going to disrespect your siblings in front of your friends. I don't think even if you think it's funny, it's not funny. You're not going to do it. You know, that kind of thing. We just wouldn't, that was non-negotiable. And the same thing with honoring, um, the family in general, like you reminded me when you mentioned birthdays, uh, we would do something called the circle of honor. Mm-hmm. So when it we was, still do. we do it, we continue to do it. And when it's someone's birthday, um, whoever's birthday it is, you know, we go around and we all say something that we admire about them and how they've impacted our life. And, and we'll stop the party for it, even though everybody's having fun. We're like, okay, time to, you know, and, and we've done that now forever, even as they're mm-hmm. adults and they're friends now know they're going to do it you know like they're like now we do it for oh. a great tradition we, we, we yes. do it for their friends too. and we'll do it at their parties we're like all right yes. stop it's time for the circle of honor we're going to honor you and you know every and it can take forever because yes. there can be 20 people there but but everyone says something you know yes. and so that that was another little practical thing we did since they were little they mm-hmm. learned as siblings to honor each other verbally as well as giving, we uh, we would always well, yeah. have them give gifts to each other the, that they buy. This is with. a good thing. Wait a minute. Sorry, let me sorry. Th- just let me just say this part. <laughs> okay. I, I love this part that the kids used to. Let, let me uh, let me go Are back. You tell it. Go ahead. But uh, uh, the, it will be somebody's birthday. Christopher and, and the boys. I was going to go buy him a, a gift, and they will say, "What about me?" I'm like, "It's not your birthday. What about you giving something to Christopher?" Mm-hmm. And yes. they were like, "Me." Yeah, no. yeah. yeah, how much so, do you got? And then we took yeah. him to the little Whatever. Uh, it could be store a piece of gum. and uh, yeah, a little cart from Hot Wheels or something. And uh, yes. and they will learn to do that. So today, whenever it's a birthday or uh, Christmas, Christmas is like if we it's like if we had 30 people at home because now everybody works and everybody, I mean, gives gifts to everyone. So yes. if you multiply a gift for four times five people, <laughs> it's like crazy gifts, you know? I mean, it's yeah. yeah. expensive, it's but it's just this fun thing about giving to one another and just to say that uh, the tradition of the circle of honor is hardly to 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 ask people to um, I mean civilians hardly say nice things to each other in a a regular basis Mm -hmm. and to have the opportunity to say something about their brother or sister it takes a lot of effort sometimes but when it's common it's just very easy to celebrate other that your brother or your sibling wins. Sorry. No, Let's it's because Josiah's no, over there. Josiah, great. our oldest, produces our show, and he's like, Mom, it's a circle of blessing. It's not the circle of honor. Uh, yeah, the okay. cir- the circle it is of called blessing. the circle of Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's called the circle of blessing, but we do it to honor. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. Sorry, sorry, hon. Sorry. No, no it's a great tradition. It is, it is so good. You know, Dave's mom, like when you were growing up, I don't even know if she called it, it like had a name. I like that you guys yeah, named yeah, it. But she's, we're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to copy that. The, the circle of blessing. The, I love the circle that. of yeah. blessing because you guys do it. And actually, you know, some people are more 
inclined to receive it than others. And Dave's youngest brother, Drew, he gets so embarrassed. He just is not used to being the center of attention, but you can tell he still loves it. But he still likes it. And same in our family. And I actually saw recently Jenny Allen, um, who is a Christian speaker and author that I follow online. She has a son also named Cooper, like our oldest. And she said recently they all did a circle of blessing with him. I don't know if they called it that, but, um, and his friends were there and his friends had to do it. And she said he was so embarrassed and his face was like, kind of like, you could tell he's sweating it a little bit, but then he went home and he's, he's like in his upper teens. He went home and later that night he said, mom, he goes, thank you for making everybody say something about me. He said, you know, usually this time of day, I'm thinking about everything I have to do, or maybe even, you know, thoughts that aren't the best, you know, about myself, like negative. And he goes, mm-hmm. all I've been thinking about is everything you guys said and everything oh, my yeah. friends said. And I, I just, it just dawned on me. I mean, it brought tears to my eyes. Cause I was like, those kind of things that have become cyclical in your family, the family traditions, it's like a soundtrack to your kids' minds and to your mind, you know? And, um, cause I know, and I'm sure you guys do this in our family, the kids, Dave has the kids do it for me. And I have the kids do it for him. And I'm sure you guys do the same. And I know as a mom, to hear the kids say something particular that they appreciate about me or or whatever it is, it means a lot. It really means a lot. And sometimes I'm even surprised. Like sometimes I'm like, I didn't even know they noticed that or that that even meant anything, you know? And so I just, I love that. And I, we could like literally talk to you guys forever, but I just want to recap really quick because you guys have shared so much gold. So, so far we've learned from the Romans and we're going to, we're going to give you guys a chance to like get their book and follow them and get even more amazing content from them and wisdom. But um, number one, they talked about honesty and transparency and vulnerability with your children. I think that's huge. Oh yeah. Number two, they talked about being prayer warriors for your kids and realizing that there is, you know, we're not we're not going against just the things of this world. There's the the principalities, uh, sinister principalities that we're fighting against. You know, there's spiritual warfare that we need to go to bat and, and fight for our kids there. And they talked about having honor, having honor in your family, uh, not only you know, having your kids show you honor, but honoring your children and encouraging your children to honor each other and doing that by having traditions such as the circle of blessing. And I think, I think that's just, I mean, there's a lot more there, but those, those main things are just huge takeaways. They're huge. And just yeah. having been able to h- hang out with this family, like you can they see, live it you can see day. the fruit of that. And you yes. can see that the fruit of years of prayer and circle of blessing yes. and prioritizing God and each other. And uh, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, no family's perfect, but your your family mm-hmm. is so healthy and so fun to be around, mm-hmm. and um, and a real I think model that that all of us can learn from. I know you guys are yes. a few years ahead of us, and we genuinely hope that that our boys love us, love each other, honor us, and honor each other the way that that your boys mm-hmm. uh, do with you. And so, thank you guys for for that. So we're yes. getting ready to, to end. We end every episode with Ashley sharing a fascinating fact, and then. Dave doing a dad joke, and then we're going to give you guys a chance at the very end to, to let people okay. know where they can they can find you. So Kristen and Luis will have the, the final, the final word. say. Cool. But Sounds sweetie, good. what is your fascinating fact right. for the day? Fascinating fact, y'all. I, she, I just, she's so good at finding this stuff. I get so excited about this stuff. She finds the most interesting stuff. I nerd out. Okay, so did you know that many mammal mamas carry kids on the left? 
And here's why. Regardless of whether they are left or right-handed, human moms tend to cradle their babies on the left side of their bodies, especially in the early months. This left-handed bias likely has to do with the human brain's lopsided layout. Sensory information on the left side of the body is processed on the right side of the brain. The brain's right hemisphere is also where emotions are processed. So holding and observing the baby on the left may help transmit social information to the right side more efficiently. Babies seem to prefer to keep their mother in the in the left visual field too. So fascinatingly, researchers recently documented life si- left side bias in non-primate mammal mothers. Observed off the coast of a Russian island, walrus moms tend to keep their babies on the left while bobbing along the waves and their calves swam over to their mother's left side before diving to suckle. Ditto for flying fox moms dangling from tree branches in Sri Lanka who seem to have favor who seem to favor keeping their babies on the left. I got this from SmithsonianMag.com, and I just thought, that is crazy. And when I was thinking about, like, <laughs> I'm right-handed, but I, when I was thinking about how we would hold our babies, like, it makes sense. Like, because I, yeah. I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's true. What about you, Kristen? Did you tend to hold them on the left? Can you remember? I know it's been a You're little bit. You're making me think about it. Like, that's, yes. like, and too long, too far 30 years ago. Nope. No idea. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Look well, you, back at pictures and be like, oh my gosh. When you yeah, get those, that's yes. true. When those grandbabies start coming. The grandbabies. You let that, us know yeah, no, which I'm side you're holding them on. That's true. Yeah, that's Isn't that wild? Yeah. I just thought that was wild. Yes. Uh, that's super interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Dave's dad joke. All right. Dave's go. dad joke of the week. This one I got from our producer, Taiwan who is an amazing dad joke teller in training. He's not even a dad even yet. He's not even a dad but he yet. already has really great, ga- <laughs> really great dad jokes. So his uh, dad joke was this. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? How? Follow the Fresh Prince. Because oh <laughs> he's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince. Oh, Prince in the snow. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it, and I love yeah. it. It's yeah. really bad if you have to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> right. It is. Yeah. Well, some of these. The, the, this is going to be easier to get than joke. others. This is my bad joke. You know, when us, if you're watching, when little, if you watch you know. on YouTube, you can see he's removing <laughs> yeah. his thumb. That's yeah, that, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's well, let me good. tell you that that was a joke that I used to do to my kids all the time, and they were fascinated by it. And to one yes. day, Christopher yeah. saw it, and he was like, "I got you. I know how you do that." So next time I did it, it's like, "No, it doesn't work out." You know, but uh, for oh. years I did it when they were little. But for years, like, it was oh, magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dad so, is so he's magic. I love keeping our kids thinking <laughs> we're, we're cool. Oh, I love it. So, guys, before we close out, tell folks where they can connect with you online. You've got so many great resources out there. So, folks want to learn yes. more from you. Where can they go? Well, I, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having us, and I hope you enjoy this uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. We our, our main ministry is in Spanish. It's called Éxito en la Familia, or Luis y Kristen, as you see it on the back. Uh, Luis y Kristen, mm-hmm. uh, E means and, Kristen. And uh, that's how we are in social media, like in Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and all that. Luis y Kristen, uh, you can follow us there. And I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the book. and just to- Well, there's a whole chapter in Divine Marriage. Mm-hmm. about uh, parenting and parenting principles. And we just tried to take our 30 years of everything we learn and like condense it as tightly as we could and stick it mm-hmm. into one chapter. 
So mm-hmm. I think it's golden. I think it has yes. everything that, no. that we've Yeah, get that book, guys. Share. And one get thing I want book. to say is our podcast, um, it has uh, English and Spanish uh, episodes. So you can right. share with people that are bilingual and our heart is to, is to bless families and marriages and especially uh, those bilingual couples and bicultural yes. couples. So thank yeah. you for having us. We, we really enjoyed this, this episode. Thank you all so much. And you are, like you said, your goal is to bless couples. And that's exactly what you all are doing. You are the real deal. And so guys, go get their book, Divine Marriage, and and all the different places where they have amazing content. And we just thank you guys so much for being on here. It's been awesome. Muchas gracias. We love you guys. Thanks for having us. Hasta pronto. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye-bye.